0: Baruch Hashem, we are coming to the closing of these beautiful days that we spent together sharing ideas of Chizuk Torah Yerushalayim I would like, um, as a as a closing address, to discuss an Indian, which I think that in this gathering is appropriate that some word should be discussed about it. Today is Yom Rishon. Today is Sunday, Yom Rishon. Le Pashes Now, everyone here is aware that. <coughs> there is a minig Yisrael called Shovivim. If there's someone who doesn't know what it is, I'll explain. Shovivim is the Rashi Tevis, Shin Vav Beis Yud Mem of Shmois V'eiro, Boy B'Shalach Yisrael Mishpotim. It's a minig, which is based more on Sifre Kabola, on the Riyadh that these weeks, when the Pashat Shavua is Shmois Bo'y B'Shalach Yisrael Mishpotim in a regular year. And when it's a leap year, like, like this year, we have two others, Adersh and Adershaini. You add another two Shabbosim, another two weeks, which is Truma Tetzavah. During these weeks of Shmois Bo'y B'Shalach Yisrael Mishpotim Truma Tetzavah, these weeks have a special atmosphere of Tshuva and of Yehoshamayim. And the concept and the atmosphere of these weeks is to find forgiveness by kodesh Baruch Hu, specifically on our shortcomings, on our various of evil inclinations and kedushas Yisrael. Now, I would like to relate to you a little what's going on in the world we live in the United States of America. Some of us may are oblivious of, 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 you know, in Yiddish they say that a worm puts his head into radish. He thinks it's sweet because he never tastes anything better. <laughs> now, in America, I don't know. I know I, I know. The, in Burr Park, in Shabbos, a, there are people that fast every Thursday. But in the previous generations, and t- even this generation, there are people who make a bigger do about Shabbat. Especially in a leap year. Besides the fact that a leap year... Oshon HaMu is very, very mesugal, is very, very special for Kaporas Averis. And I think you know that in Shmanesra, when we say 12 expressions of Bakosha, we ask Hashem Isborach, Chadeh Shaleinu Shachayiru Shazei L'toivah V'levrochah, L'sosnuh L'simcha, L'ishur, L'nechom, L'fanos, L'chalko, L'mechiraz Chet, L'slichol Zovem, which is 12 things. And, and in Shon HaMu we say, the Kaporas Posha number 13 can I get 13 months because in Anishanamu Uberes has something very special a special atmosphere for Kaporas Pasha so <clears throat> now I, I just like to tell you that I, I didn't see when I grew up I didn't really see such an atmosphere by American Jews in Bnei Torah even Hasidic Yidin even though some do make some kind of a, an ASIC and they talk about it and things are are becoming revived but I can tell you that in Israel, there are young Goliath, there are young people that make a very big ado about Tshayvim. I know young people, I'd like to tell you about this, just, to, just it might, might interest you. I'll pick Kabbalah, I'll pick Saitis in the secrets of the Torah. And I'm, I don't think I'm telling you any secrets here because um, <coughs> many of you know this. That <coughs> there's this very special union to fast 84 Taniyas, the first 84 days. Did anybody of you ever experience 84 days of fasting straight? No, I, I don't think so. Um, but there's a shortcut. There are shortcuts, and the shortcut is, for instance, if you fast two days and two nights straight, did you ever do that? It's not easy. I know people that fast three times, two days, two nights straight, consecutive. And I know a young man who's my age, and I, I would be proud to be called his friend. He does it every single year with, with other tamid chachamim, and they say slichis, and they do tshuva. And one time at night, he gets up at night, and chatzos, and one time he got up in the middle of the night, he was already it was, it was progressing in his, in his fasting, and he got up and he just he just fainted. And I heard about it, and I ran to him, I said, you better stop fasting, it's pekoch nefesh, and he wouldn't hear of it. Why, why am I telling you all this? That there are still people in our generations that make a big asik, that make a big rumpus, about this issue of shayuvin. Now I'm not going to introduce, what I'm what I, coming today is not that you were here for two days and we kept telling you drushes and in the end I'm going to make you people, people fast and go make sugar. That's not what I, that's not what I came for. What I do came to, come to, to, what I would like to discuss today is to explain for a moment why is it so important to make an ASIC and how can we in an easy way apply ourselves to this atmosphere which was customary by Tzaddikim and by Yiddish by Jewish people all through the generations. Now, many of you have Akasha which I'd like to tell you my impression. I think we all know, it's very interesting and really Tzaddikim talk about this when it comes to Rosh Hashanah for instance. Yom Haddin. It's very interesting that big Tzaddikim We tremble for Yamadin. We're worried about the terrible Avaris. And lesser tzaddiki, like ourselves, we look at our lives and, well, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that ay ay ay, but I'm not that oy oy oy. (laughs) 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 I'm not, you know, You know, and we say Ashamnu Bagadnu Gazalnu Debanu Defi, A Khekhtonlefanechel, you know. So we come to Khechikon the Fenechabis Fasai. You know, we c we can apply ourselves, but you know we're not such terrible Rasha. Now, when it comes to uh a discussion about Kiddushis Israel, about Averis which come from the Hitzahara, evil inclination, Tivus. Many of us have black patches in our heart. But many of us, Baruch Hashem, Amich Kukum Tzadikim, and we, we live honest, Yiddish, religious, good, kosher lives. What's the grace of my Then We do our various. of None of us go to Times Square, none of us watch, we don't go to ugly movies. <laughs> and here you have people, who I'm telling you, I know these people, Tzadikim, who mamish. I can't describe to you the Kadush and the Tyre, and it comes to these days, and they push it. They they go bananas, and they cry to Hashem to cleanse them. And they go all out to get kapara. Um, this is what I want to explain today. I just would like to to to, to fill in why, um, how, what is what is this union of of of, of Shavim? What does it have the connection? Just for the information. Of Let me just explain why it is like that. Because the Torah says, it says in Pesach, it's a very clear Pesach, that the Goals of Mitzrayim, the fact that, that the Jewish people were exiled in Mitzrayim, was a cleansing process. And it's a very clear Pesach, the Torah calls Mitzrayim, Kur Har Barzim, an iron furnace where you cleanse, you cleanse metals. And Hashem Mizborach put the Jewish people into the situation of Golos Mitzrayim, and there was a terrible suffering, as we know. And this was to cleanse them before they could should receive the Torah, in preparation for the Torah. So, therefore, when we read these parshas of Shmoyes Vaera, Boi B'sharach, Mishpotim, and this year so we try to apply ourselves to this cleansing process that is in the atmosphere. Because of the parishes of Golos Mitzrayim. And the question which raises, which is raising in many of our minds is, do we really need such cleansing? Are we, are our Nishamas so dirty that we need such cleansing? And I'm sure that everyone on his own self, he says, well, I know that the black patches are my Neshama, but my friend, he's a tzaddik. Why does he have to, need, why does he need this process? And this is something which I'd like to discuss today. And this will be my discussion. And after I finish discussing this point, I would like to suggest something which we could also apply ourselves to. Now, to explain the subject the way I appreciate it, I would like to give an overall discussion of the whole concept of chinuch in the Jewish idea. Even though I had once discussed this in a previous seminar, but I will take the liberty to explain it again. We know that the Jewish people are customary to mechalach children in a very special way. When a little boy is three years old, Tina Daber, we teach him Yakov. When he's three, four or five, however the custom is, I remember, I still remember, it's not a hundred years ago. When I was five years old, my tati wrapped me in a talus and took me into Cheder, and the Rebbe taught me olive I remember I remember exactly we had the candies, I gave out the candies and I ran away, ran home and I cried. But I said, Gonishko Hofen, my father Matati took me again. And we sat down to learn olive base. Now I would like to ask and I'm not trying to uh, I'd like to ask a question. If you would ask psychologically at what grade in school do you think it's appropriate to teach children a foreign language? Now I, I didn't go, I, I didn't go to, I didn't, uh, I wasn't, uh, I, I, I didn't go to, to school too much, but I remember my sisters learned, studied French in the high school, second grade high school. Now I was taught a foreign language on first grade. Do You think it's psychologically the right thing to do? When I was in first grade, I spoke English at home. I came in, all of a sudden, I'm taught Olive based foreign language, I was talking Yiddish. And then, we started learning voracious. Now, I'd like to ask you, psychologically, what do you think, if you would ask a psychologist, a child psychologist, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic, let's talk a child psychologist that has, uh, you know, he's, he's well balanced and he understands psychology. What, when would you suggest... To teach children how the creation was what came about. <laughs> now I remember when I was in the first grade, and in the morning we were in cheder yeshiva, we call it, and the afternoon was English. Now we learned English. I remember like today, it's not that that that, not that long ago, forty-five years ago. I remember we had a book, and the book was is called Dick and Jane, and I, I remember the book by heart. Look! 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 Up! 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 Down! 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 Ball! Dick! Ball! That was my Hasagas. In the morning, I'm taught In the beginning, and everything was pushed in there. Rabbi, what does it mean pushed in there? Uh, Rabbi had a hard time but it's us explain what pushed him there. There was nothing. Now, there is a custom, there's a mimic. today in Israel so many do it, and I imagine today in America they do it already, that before you start voracious, you start with a child, Vayikra, Vayikra. Now imagine a little pump and uncle, five years old, and you're teaching him. Adam a mensh, a korban. Rebbe, what's a carbon? I'm in that Rebbe. He doesn't know what a carbon is, his grandfather doesn't know what a carbon is. Minha Behema, from the Behemoths. And the Rebbe says, Yankel, you take a Behema, you take a shepsalit, you take it to the base of Migdash, and you shecht it, and you take the blood, and you spill it on them as Beach. And if the Rebbe is unlucky, Yankele says, Rebbe, why? if you have a psychologist sitting there he'd say you people are, are just mad that's what you teach a baby he doesn't know what you're talking about and then you start Beratius now I was once a teacher in Beratius I, I, have a, I'm, I, I consider myself a jack, jack of all trades I have a lot of trades, this is one of them speaking and I, I was once a Rebbe and I'll tell you a little story I was teaching the children what Hashem did the first day and the second day and I said look Children, Iladim was in Hebrew. On the first day, when Hashem created the world, the whole world—not up to the heavens, but the heavens of the heavens—was all full of water. On the second day, this is five-year-olds. On the second day, in the middle of the water, Hashem made a rakia, and that's called the Shamayim. On the third day. Hashem took all the water in the whole world under the Shemayim and put it into the ocean. That's the pasuk. Hamayim, the El Mokim Ha And one little boy says, Rebbe, how did so much water get into the ocean? You know, do you understand what the child is asking? We're talking about the whole universe of solid water. The the, the, the the world, the earth, is like a speck of dust And and all that water went into the ocean. So this little boy, who was five and a half, had the sechel to say, Rebbe, how does so much water get into the ocean? Now I wanted to kiss him. But I know, I'm experienced, Rebbe, enough, you don't kiss a baby, you don't kiss a child in front of everybody because, you know, they'll be jealous. So I say, ukala, you have a good kasha. You know who has the kasha? The medrash. Oh, you know what the medrash says? The Medrash says it was a mess, it was a miracle. And look, he says, oh, if you would have a psychologist there, he'd say, you people should be locked up. <laughs> Is that the way you want to form a little mind? You teach him things which he doesn't understand. You don't have time, Ibn Shlom, when he become 25 years old and he's in, se- in seventh year university to talk the philosophy, how the world was created. But this is not my kasha, my rabbi said. This is not my kasha. I'm not going to ask you, kasha, why do we do that? My kasha is a different kasha. My kasha is that it works. That's the kasha. It works. Let me bring you a marshal. I live in a town called Fakim. We have our families, 300 families together, baruch Hashem. And can I hurt it? Can I have it? Can I have We have children. Can I have it? Can you? It's in my kinyan. We have hundred children. Can I hurt it? One family has seventeen, and one family has twelve, and one family has fifteen. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, can you? I stopped my, buying my children a bicycle. I once bought them a bicycle because I have to buy a bicycle so that the chiloni down the block should steal it. I don't buy a bicycle anymore. To buy a bicycle for, for, the, for the he's not a sheikh, He's Yiddish over here in New York. You have to buy a bicycle for the shaykis to steal it. I stopped buying bicycles. finish his bicycle, and I'm an ofekim twenty years. And I never got a complaint. I was called the rabbi of the community. I never got a complaint of all our six, seven hundred children, ten year five hundred children. That one child should steal a bicycle. So you know. So so, so and, and I'll tell you the truth. I'm I'm in the I'm in I'm in the business. Never did a rabbi tell a child Not to steal a bicycle. So obviously, from, from Hashem creating the the, the Shema'im and the Shema Shema'im, and it works. That's the that's the palette. How does it work? I want to tell you another question. And this is something which <clears throat> is a very big problem in our modern generation. You know? A very big problem. Children watch television, they see crime, and they act it out. from them. They see crime, Rahman islam they see all day, and they act it out. And today, there's terrible, Rahman islam terrible tragedies from children that see things on television. Now our children, listen to this. Our children are taught a story. Yaakov Avinu had 12 sons. 10 oldest. And Yosef was a little son. And they were very jealous of Yosef. And the tati bought Yosef a very beautiful shirt. And the brothers were very jealous. Listen to a story. Do you know how many times you heard this story? You heard this story hundreds of times. It's embedded into you. And the brothers wanted to sell Yosef because they were terribly jealous. They wanted to kill him. And they said, no, let's not kill him. Let's throw him into a pit with snakes. And they threw him into the pit. And they decided, no, we won't throw him into the pit. We're going to sell him. And they pulled him out of the pit and they sold him. Now, my rabbi said, "Their parents of children. Did you ever hear of a child, a cheder yingle, that came home and decided he was going to sell his little brother? Now, psychologically, this should happen. Am I right? A child heard this story hundreds of times. Now, I never, I never heard such a problem. I, I never came to a problem. where children came home, and they learned Khumish and they said, huh? Tati bought my brother a bicycle, and I didn't get a bicycle, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Besides, psychologically, the, the children get mixed up. And this year, because, you know, because I'm using this in my joshua, I have a little boy. His name is Yosef Dov. So I said, Yosef now yes, this asked it to Shmulek. Shmulek is a is younger, six years old. And he told me the whole story. I said, Shmulek, Ha'achim hayu tzaddikim? The brothers were tzaddikim? Ken. Tzaddikim gedolim, ha'shvatim tzaddikim. Big tzaddikim, six year old. You allowed to sell your brother? No. You allowed to kill your brother? No. You allowed to be jealous? No. Ha'shvatim hayu tzaddikim? Ken. And he's not even mixed up. I don't know why. I mean <laughs> you, you, you're with me. But rebanish your what kind of philosophy of, of training is this? You tell a child that they were big, big tzaddikim and they wanted to sell their brother and they wanted to kill him. I, I mean this all right, the cash is good. Let's come to the terrorists. The terrorists is motivated about the side we have a completely different theory of training children and of training ourselves. And let me tell you what our theory is. Let me start by discussing the words of Chazal. Because if you want to know the truth, you have to look in Chazal. Chazal tell us that when children start learning Chumash, you should teach them Vayikra. And it says these words. It says, It says, Should come bring these pure children. A child is pure. His neshama is pure. The And they should study the laws of purity, which is korbonus. The sacrifices in the Beis HaMikdash needed to be tahor. I'm not going to, into the, the particulars at this moment. But that was the halacha, a tamei, someone who was unpure, could not sacrifice in the Beis HaMikdash. Could not be a kohen, etc., etc. Now, here is the secret of our chinuch. And let me try to explain it to you for a moment. Let us talk about a problem in physical life. A gentleman, a man has a problem, he has a rash on his hand. He has a rash. It doesn't go away. It itches and it bites. And it's a rash. He goes to the doctor and he says, I have a rash. Now, he expected the doctor would give him some kind of a salve to what you would call, to put on the smear and the rash should go away. The doctor starts writing and goes to the drugstore. He goes to the drugstore and he gives him little pills and he says, "Take one every two hours. Antibiotics." She says, are "You crazy? I mean, if I put it into my stomach, how, what's it gonna, how, how's it going to help my rash? What is what? what are, I mean, where's, where's your seichel?" She so says, "Listen, you think your problem is on the skin? It's not a skin problem. The problem is that within your system there's some poison. There's a germ someplace. It's not a problem of the skin." If you will smear some salve over here, it might go away, but it will go out someplace else. You have to go deep into the pine where the germ is, find where that piece of poison is and get rid of it, and then eventually your skin will turn like a baby's skin. Am I right? Now we know that in physical healing, you cannot always attack the problem on the external. You have to go into the panemius problem. Now, let us talk about the problem. You have a child, maybe, maybe some of you will, will, will appreciate what I'm saying now. If you're a Rebbe and a Cheder, or a child at home, you have a little Gingale, who's seven years old, or eight years old, or nine years old, and he cannot sit in one place. He cannot sit. Something he has something in his pants, some kind of a spring, something is... He cannot sit in one place. The Rebbe sits him down, And he jumps up, Rebbe, he's looking at me, Rebbe. Now, it's a problem. He comes at home, he cannot sit. He has to pull his sister's ear, or her hair. He cannot sit. And when he says, you have such a delicious supper, I cooked all day for you. Your uncle, eat the supper. He sits down, esh Now, you came to the seminar, I have a a solution to this problem. In every country, different solution, but in, in America... You go to the hardware store, and you buy a gallon of Elmer's glue. <laughs> and you smear the, the seat. It's five, 15 second drying. You put them on the, on the hold down for 15 seconds. And you solve the problem. What's the problem? He jumps up with a chair. I have a solution. I have a solution. You take a couple of screws. You screw the chair into the ground. <laughs> solve the problem. So the answer is as follows. If the problem would be on his behind, excuse the expression, that would be the problem, then you'd be right. The, pro- the child can't sit, so sit him down. But that's not where the problem is. The problem is in the neshamalaya. The problem is in the nervous system. So what's going to help if you sit him down on the chair with some Elmer's glue? You're not solving any problem. It's like taking some of a beard rash and smearing it with vaseline and putting some, something on the skin. That's not where the problem is. The problem is someplace within His Nishaallah. You've got to solve that problem. And this is the theory of Hinuch by the Jewish people. By Jewish people, we say, we see a yingola that steals. we see seeing as a you ever see a Yinka that's, that's fresh? Just plain fresh to his mommy, to his tati, to his rebbe? So you know what you do? Like I told you before. Some teachers do what I told you. You put Elmer's glue. Some teachers aren't as intelligent as I. My idea was better. You know what they do? They say, Yinka sit down. It's just as intelligent. You tied him to the chair. You didn't solve any problem. Yankele, watch your tongue. Instead of saying, watch your tongue, don't be so, so, so miserly, spend five cents, buy some, some, some paste, and paste his mouth closed. But the answer is, if a child has chutzpahdik, the problem is not in the mouth. That's not where the problem is. It's not a problem of tongue. It's not a problem of mouth. It's a problem of nishomaleh. There's something in the neshamalat that's wrong with this child. If the child steals, so we tie up his hands. So today, in modern psychology, when there's a big problem of, 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 of robberies, so what's, what do we do? We add men to the police force. Then so we have a new problem, the policemen steal. Let's not discuss that at this moment. But you're not going to solve any problem by adding, adding men to the police force. You're not going to solve a problem by telling the child to sit down. So what do we have to do? We have to go to the Nishama. Oh, the Nishama. Who knows the Nishama? Hashem knows the Nishama. Elokai, Nishama, Shenasata, The Neshama that you gave me, Tahirahi, this is tahar. And Hashem tells us this Nishama is a purity. Atovarosa, this was created by Hashem. And this Nishama needs nourishment. And you know what he needs? He needs Tahira. That's what he needs. He needs Tyra, he needs Godliness. So Hashem tells us, when you see this young jumping around, you know what he needs? He needs Chumash Vayikra. So someone says, Hashem Chumash Vayikra. Psychologically this is not going to work. So Hashem says, you know, I'll bring you another mushroom. Imagine someone bought himself a new car. Or a Volvo. Did you ever hear about Volvo? In this country they have Volvos? No, in this country they have Cadillacs. So let me tell you this story. He bought himself a new car. And he gets into the car. He spent so much money, and he turns the thing, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. So he goes over to the manufacturer. Says, "Moshe, you It doesn't work. I spent fifty thousand dollars." He Says, "You put in gears. Gears. What's that? What's that?" I'll show you. I'll show you a mofes. Mofes, a He takes a big thing of gasoline. So wait a second. What are you putting in my car? I spent fifty thousand dollars. He smells it. Like <laughs> You're not going to put that stuff into my car. He says, I'm the manufacturer. I'm the manufacturer. The motor needs this gasoline. Or else it's not going to work. Hashem says, I manufactured this baby. This is my creation. And he has a neshama. And he needs chumash vayikra. And he needs a story of Yosef at Sadiq and the tshvatim. Even though externally it doesn't make sense. But this is what his neshama needs. And when you put this into his neshama, you'll see what wonders it'll work. And this is the fundamental of Yiddish Chinuch. Yiddish Chinuch is we learn Torah and we do mitzvahs to insert deep into the Neshama, to solve our problems, the problem of the Jew, of, 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 of the child. And let's leave the children aside for a while. The same issue with the parents. Same issue with the adults. We learn Torah and sometimes we see Schneimechs and Batalyaz. Germany Mitsusia, I can't forget, I don't know why I'm telling you these stories. When I was a little boy, this goes back years, my, my uncle, my, my mother's brother, Zangazon is Rosh Hashiva today, if you heard the name, of it, back of Weinberg. He's Rosh Hashiva in, 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 in Baltimore near Yeshiva. He's my uncle. I can't forget when I was a little boy, I must have been ten years old, eight years old, my grandmother, Shalom lived in lived in the east side. Lived in the east side. My uncle lived in Baltimore, he didn't come very often, and we didn't also we lived in Williamsburg. But I remember whenever there was a family reunion, something, something, my father, Zazayin Gezund, and my uncle would get together and start talking and learning. And I can't forget it. They would talk and learning. It didn't take five minutes until they started screaming. And then they would chase each other (laughs) around the table. They would chase each other screaming. And my grandmother would scream, no, 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 no. And for some reason it worked. For some reason it worked. I don't I, I'm the black sheep of my family, Baruch Hashem, my father has children, Baruch Hashem, Rosh is Rabbanim. For what? For, for screaming around the table? They say the story, a guy, a guy walks into a, into a yeshiva and he sees everyone screaming. So he gives, whatchamukul, he gives Esther to the janitor. he says, what's going on here well, these people, are crazy? He says, I don't know, he says, I don't know, I work here 15 years, and every day screaming, I never sort of give a punch. <laughs> what are you screaming about? Oh, you know what you're screaming about? You're screaming because you have to insert this kadusha deep, deep into the neshama. Deep, deep into the neshama. And that is what Torah is, and that's what mitzvahs are. And therefore, when we do a mitzvah, and whatever Rabbi said, this is a very, very big difference in, in, the, whole, in the whole Gisha to Chinoch. Let me tell you a little story. I tell you, my, my, I told you all kinds of personal stories. Let me just tell you this one last one. I on Rosh Hashanah, I'm care. I blow the shofar. I blow the shofar. One time, I was I was usually I'm an ofakim. One year, I was in Yerucham. My chenaleh, who today is 11 years old, then she was five years old. And a few days before Rosh Hashanah, she came home all excited. The ganenet, the kindergarten teacher taught her about Rosh Hashanah, and she she made a recourse, to gather, to The gathered the medalach and taught them that in a few days it would be Rosh Hashanah, and she took out a Shafer, I know it was a plastic shafer, it was a real shafer, and the children were quiet, and two, 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 and Sheinle came home and told all about Rosh Hashanah. Then, for Rosh Hashanah, we went to Yerucham. I told my wife, Zayn I said, I said, please, I want the children to hear shafer. Usually the parents wanna, you know, want to, the children out, because they start squeaking and they ruin everybody, and the men start screaming. I want you, please. I want Shneilat to hear Shafer. So what do you do? You buy a big bag and you have bisli and bamba and potato chips and everything, and, and you give Shneilat a big bag, and she's in the thing with her brothers with the with the sisters, and she's eating bamba. And I says, now, now Tad is going to blow Shafer." She's just she's, she's eating bisli and bamba. But say, Baruch Hashem, I blow shayfar and I daven Musaf, and we come home, and I say Shneilat, who blow this Shafer? He says, the gun in it. <laughs> the kindergarten teacher. She heard Tati's Schaefer, but she didn't... She, she, now, she heard two Schaefers. One Schaefer from the kindergarten teacher. And one Schaefer from Tati. What's the difference with this Schaefer and this Schaefer? If you ask a psychologist, he would say, the Schaefer that she heard from the kindergarten teacher was a was an experience experience of chinuch. A child was in, in, in the kindergarten. Everything was quiet. Shofer, the Ganer described Yem Hadin. Tati Shofer. She was in shul, and the mother was just interested that she should shut her mouth, and was stuffing her mouth with Bisli and bamba. Do you know bisli and bamba? Is? If you don't know, then you're very unintelligent. This is the Israeli. This is the Israeli potato chips. What they, what they give is Israel for the children, and she was just having her mouth being stuffed. And she heard too. Tati's blowing shofar, and just act like 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 snakes, if it gives a bissling babb, it's ganz good. But let us look at it another way. When the gamaynet, when the kindergarten teacher blew shofar, it wasn't a mitzvah. It was a chinuch experience. It wasn't a mitzvah. When she heard the shofar from Tati, she heard the shofar in school. Doesn't matter from Tati for anybody. It was a mitzvah. And a mitzvah is a piece of fire. It's a fire of Hashem. And she didn't feel it. But deep down into in Han Shama was a piece of Kedusha that's burning in the Yiddish hearts. And what does it mean? It means, just the Marshall, just as, it, as, as, as a Marshall, 25 years later, or 30 years later, Hashem should help Let's say Sheinil is married And she had a hard day She has three pizalach One is running around Making trouble And one is on her arm And one is crawling And all of a sudden The washing machine flows over (laughs) And it's two inches of water and she's breaking her back, mopping it up, putting into this. And the last moment when the, when the house is already clean, she realizes her husband is coming home from the coilo. And she wants lunch, so she runs to the freezer and takes some corn and some peas and puts it into the pot. And all of a sudden, he walks in and walks straight to the pot and picks up the lid. Can't we have anything human? <laughs> and she has what to say and she closes her mouth where did she get this power? because 20 years ago she heard Shifer 20 years ago there was a piece of kedusha in her Neshama that 20 years later she has the power to close her mouth and to explode the heavens with kedusha and with Tyre like Chazal "Ha HaKhul piv." if you close your mouth when you should be in a fight to a light and to a beauty that no angel, no creation could, be, could, could realize such greatness where did she get the power from? because when she was six years old she heard sheifer and she ate a piece of matzah and she sat in the sukkah and had a mezuzah on her door and she learned chumash and she heard a story about Yosef and the brothers, and that's what Chinuch is. Now, my beloved Rabbi, I must say, this is only—I must say—that this isn't, this isn't everything about Chinuch. Even though I emphasize the beauty of this part of Chinuch, let's come back to our our, our beginning. Someone has a rash on his hand. The doctor is very intelligent. He's not going to give him a sef. Wow! I heard Pincus' speech in in, in Osbury Park. That's stupid. So he's going to give him an antibiotic. You know what happens many times? He gives an antibiotic. It kills the germ. But before the, the, the skin has time to heal itself, it becomes ruined. You follow what I'm saying? And it'll never heal. Which means really you have to use both sides to heal. On one side you have to go to the interior. And on one side you have to go to the external. You with me? The same issue with Chinoch. I'm not saying not to teach your children how to sit. I'm not saying that if a child comes home and is fresh to her mommy, so mommy says, "Well, I'm not going to tell her to keep quiet. That's silly." I'm going to say, "You know what? Let's go to pasuk chumash." By the way, it's a good thing to do. By the way, it's a good thing to do. Go to a chumash with a child that's that's fresh, and not only a chumash. Show the child where it says in you're not supposed to, but we're supposed to teach our children how to sit. In other words, Chinoch is on two sides. We have to teach our children how to see it, how to talk, how to be nice, how to be, how to be, how to be, etc. But also, we have to go to the panemius. Now let us come back to our discussion of Shavavim. And here I want to discuss a problem. Whatever I Whatever I had said until now was obvious and simple. I try to make it amusing. But let us come back to our point. We know that we have a tyranny. Our Torah has mitzvahs. Mitzvahs go much, much deeper than we can imagine. Mitzvahs doesn't mean just eat a piece of matzah to remember that the Jewish people went out of, out of mitzrayim. A piece of matzah is a bowl of fire. In the Zerah, a piece of matzah is called Namodas da'asvasa namo Nusim. Just like a piece of bread gives you, gives you physical strength, a piece of matzah brings you a muna. It brings asvasi. It heals all your problems, physical and mental and and spiritual. The same is with an aver. If we do a mitzvah, it's a piece of fire into your neshama, and an aver is a blotch, is 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 is, is is a black spot in your neshama, much much deeper than you could think or imagine, and that's what aver is. An Averi, many of us, just like we do mitzvahs, we don't burn up from Kedusha. We do Averis, we don't burn up for tumah. But we do a mitzvah, it brings a piece of Kedusha deep into our Neshama. We do an Averi, it brings a piece of tumah deep, deep into our Neshama. Now, I would like to tell you the problem that I want to discuss at this moment. My dear I do not wish to discuss at this moment Averis. None of us sitting here do averus. Is anyone here does averus? No one does averus. A little Russian hurry here was we the one we don't Let's not discuss our averus. Let's leave averus in the side. If anyone here does averus, let him do tshuva. I, I told you at the beginning this is not a seminar for balachuva I'm not talking about averus. Let us talk about a elchayidish a kind, a nice young man, a chassidish young man, a litvish young man he learns in a koilal, or he goes out to business, whatever the case is. And the same thing, his wife, etc., etc. Let's talk about, a moment, about our generation. I want to tell you a verse from my Zayda. My Zayda, my mother's father, was a big, big tzaddik. A big, big tzaddik. He was like a big tzaddik. He came to America six, 70 years ago. And in America, he was a mamish in those days, in those 70 years ago in America, he never ate meat in America. He never ate meat in trust. That was before, before the Sattam Rebbe came, before, before everything. He never ate meat in America. My mother says he used to take his chicken. He used to go to the Shaykhid that he knew. He never... He used to say in those days, and I know how true it is. I don't know young people, but the, the, the people a little older, my age or older than I know. He used to say, Every American Jew has in his stomach a little a little pig. He doesn't eat pig. But he eats, you know, this little kid that has a drop of gelatin, The child drop of those, and he eats this has a drop. And through the years, 20, 30, 40 years, you get yourself a little chazer. I don't know, I think he exaggerate. I think, everyone, I think everyone has a big chazer. But let's, what's the difference? <laughs> you know, it, it gathers up. It gathers up. Let us talk for a moment about our shaman. We don't do our verse, But we live, we walk in the street, day in, day out. You see something, you look away. You looked away, but you saw. Right? It made a little of pintling in your neshama. And you see, and you hear, and you talk, and you see, and you hear, and you talk, and you hear, and you see, and you talk, a story here, and a story here, and you go on the bus, and you go on the subway, You know what a looks like? I once heard from someone, he says, you know when I stopped smoking? A guy told me, you know when I stopped smoking? I was once in an operation, on a lung operation, and I saw that lung was black. I never realized it. You know, I know you smoke. It was a heavy smoker, a, a black, the one was black. I, I stopped smoking. Imagine, take an awan neshama. Do you know what color awa neshama is? Do you know how many layers of soot, of dirt? Again, I'm not talking about virus. You go to the dentist, you pick up magazines. It's an ugly magazine. You put it away. It's an ugly magazine. But you saw the front page. You saw the front page. The eyes, made it. I made a hole in the Shema. And then you pick up another magazine. This isn't so ugly. You rate to two pages, and you go. <laughs> Everything registers. Everything registers. I'm talking about both sides of the machitza. You open up a newspaper, you turn the page again. You walk in the street, you see, you hear. We live in the, these United States of America. Or these, or now it's Israel, the same thing. Same thing here, it's Israel, America. You walk by a newsstand. You walk into a candy store and we all have eyes. You look, but there was, you know, does anybody know what I'm talking about? If you take out an Ashama and put it on the table, do you know how many layers of suit you'd have on Ashama? What do we do? How do we cleanse ourselves? And that is why we have Shayavim. That is why we have special days. We have a Yom Kippur. To try to... And the Neshama is there. And uh, all of it, you meet the Chavetz Chaim because he works all tzaddikim. pooh, Bring a clothespin. Excuse the expression. Close your nose, you banish it. A fellow who came up from New York. Came up from New York with all the Schmutz of New York in his Neshama. Didn't do any affairs. No affairs. <laughs> What do you say to, to, my, to what I'm talking? Am I right? Huh? It's kleptach. This is a problem which I want to discuss today. What to do about? So again, there are people that, that comes heiligertig, they say schleches and they, start, they rub and they stub, and they and they make a big hullabaloo about it, and they feast and they do tshuva and they cry to Hashem, and it's a wonderful thing to do. And if anybody over here can include themselves in this greatness, it's a good idea. But what I'm going to try to suggest for people like ourselves, something, some kind of a way, some kind of a way, I mean, what kind of life is this? What kind of life is this? Who knows what's, who knows? You want to hear a word of the Beis Halevi? I'll tell you a word of the Beis HaLevi. Beis Halevi says a word, it says in Pasik, Niskase Niskas we are covered with shame. But says in Moshe, he says, when a person is young, has evil inclinations, he tithes, he does he does he does evil things. When he gets older, he's an old man. So he's looking for covet. For money, for covet, respect. He wants people to respect him. So he said to me, You know, you're about covet. You're about covered. All you want is just real people to, to, to emulate you. So he says, Well, I'm about tith I'm, I'm about tithe for covet. But at least I'm not about tired for such long mundane things that I used to be. Right? She so says, I'll tell you what motion. he says. There was a guy walking in the street and he fell in the mud. And the mud was in ugly brown mud. He became full of mud. He goes right there and he falls in the mud again. This time it's a black mud. So he walks out, he walks in somebody, says, you know, you, you're all muddy up, you're black, you're all black. He says, well, at least I don't have any more brown mud. She so he says, look, he says, did you take a shower? The black mud covers the brown mud. He says, one bush, one shame covers a second shame. It's just two layers. This kasib he says, it's two layers. You got rid of your tithers? It's just a, lay- a layer over a layer. <laughs> so we see ourselves today. You know, we look, we're we not we saying al-echid. But you know how many layers we have? How do you get rid of those layers? I don't know how old you people are, but we were, we understand, we were 20, 20, and then we're 21, we're 2022, and 23 and 24. And we see, we have ears, we have eyes, we have interests, we're intelligent, we look, we hear. And, and we cover, we cover ourselves with, with schmutz after schmutz. And again, before talking about a virus, and then we open up a Gemara, and we can't understand. Why don't I have Cheshik to learn? We just can't understand. I open up Mishnai's, it doesn't go in. I can't understand. When well, I open up a New York Times, I just gobble up the words. I open up Mishnah, for some reason doesn't go in. And we say, Hashem, what kind of mind did you give me? So the Shem says, the Shem Hashim have to be tohiri. I gave you a clean mind, but you know how many layers you have in it? This is the problem that I'd like to discuss. And again, whoever has it, whoever could really cleanse himself should do it. What I'm going to introduce at this moment is, one point, that there is a very, very, very crucial word that Chazal tell us. And these words are, and these words. The Torah teaches us, I'll call Pishoyim Techasa Av. And that is a very crucial concept. Aavo, there is such a thing called Avo. Now, Yiro, what we discussed, if you want to cleanse yourself through tshuva and meisim tovim, which is first and foremost, but I don't know how we can apply ourselves to that greatness. That's called yirushalayim. Yirushalayim is like a fire, but there is another fire called avo, and avo is called Shalhevis yo. Shalhevis, its a godly fire. There is a special segula called avo that when you when you're in love with Hashem then this love, by nature, cleans your neshama. And again, I am not belittling the importance of year. But I'm trying to emphasize this moment on the importance of avo. There is a special way to get a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu of Ahavu. Now, let me discuss what is av. And even though I discussed it previously in this, this seminar... I'd like to discuss it over again. Ava is described in in the as Matan Torah was, was was expression of Avo. Now Avo has itself two parts. The Torah says, Shir says, pihu. We yearn for Matan Torah. Matan Torah was neshikoi's pihu. And the Vilna Goyen says, Why nishikos? Why two kisses? It should say, Nishikah spihu. Hashem and the Jewish people, Kavayochol, was in a situation of Nishika's spihu. What is Nishikah Why two kisses? And the Vilna Goyen says, that when there is love in a family, the love is based on two, on two foundations. First is that she is loyal, and she does not look at other, other people. And second she loves her husband. Nishikah is Piyu, his first lo yi lukho alponai. And, Annoichi Yashem alo kekha. Ava is built on Annoichi Yashem alo kekha, lo yi lukho alponai. Ava, the foundation of Ava is privacy. You cannot have Ava without privacy. Now, when we talk about Ava v. Baruch the first thing is, we must build our lives. And it's, I'm not saying it's not a small madrigue. What I'm trying to introduce is that I think that we as conscious people, living in these United States of America, in this gullus of United States of America, or in royal or Europe or any place today, we have to fortify ourselves with greatness because or else we are in a situation that it's Pashit that our Nashamas are caked with, with black and, and we, it's unimaginable if we're to think about what's doing inside of us. Even though we say in the morning sati bit What we must do at least is Alko Pashoy in Tahasa Ava. And the first point of Ava is privacy. Privacy means to dedicate our lives to one and only Hashem. To tell Hashem that you are my interest and to lock out of our life all other interests. As Rabbi Talbot described this afternoon, this morning, the whole, the media, we we suggested 40 days, this is a beautiful suggestion, but the media, this is Elohim HaKhayrim. I don't know whether it's a that's not my discussion. But if we want to be in love with Hashem, we must know that it is yichud. But I want to tell you a little story. I shouldn't do this, but it's on. But even the tape recorder here. I want to tell you a little, a little episode that happened with my own, with my own neshama, with my little neshama. I'm telling you experience. I want to tell you a little story. I I don't live here. I live in Israel. I come here, and this time I came here from South America. I traveled Tel Aviv. On my itinerary it says Tel Aviv, New York, New York, Miami, Miami, Santiago. Santiago, New York, Miami. Last time I went through Los Angeles, I had a seminar for Arachim. Phew, I'm on the plane. I don't know if you know. On the plane, you sit on the plane for eight hours, for twelve hours, and on the front is a movie. A A movie. I am not trying to be proud of myself. I don't watch the movie. I don't watch the movie. I say to myself, You watch the movie. You come to, and then you come to the seminar, Shall I have a seminar, you talk talking with sir Eh, it's not gonna work. I don't watch the movie. I have other reasons why I don't watch the movie Also, besides the fact but that's also a good enough reason. I have to, I, if I wanted to watch the movie I have to change profession. <laughs> and I, at my age start becoming a doctor go to medical school. I didn't even finish high school. So I don't watch I don't watch the movie. It's schmutz it's dirt it's filth I don't watch the movie. I don't watch the movie sometimes it's really it's devastating. You have to sit you have to you sit eight hours and you see the schmutz in front of you and it's a crowded plane. I want to tell you what happened to me once not long ago Today, El Al has new planes. 747-400. And it's very good. I'm being I'm, I'm sarcastic. The movie is not in front of you anymore. The movie is, everyone has this little movie screen. And you can pick the movies. You can pick the movies. And Bema says, Mamesh, You don't have the movies playing in front of you. You have to close your eyes and go moshug and walk around and lay down. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. My mind was, was mamish. I, I didn't sleep all night. And I was so tired. And I was on the plane. And I was going sugar. And all of a sudden I noticed that this movie screen has a cartoon, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. I said to myself, three minutes of Bugs Bunny won't make you a goy. Three minutes of Bugs Bunny won't make you a goy. I'm saying, And I made the terrible mistake. And I, I didn't, after three minutes I said, I realized it was too much. And I showed. but three minutes of Bugs Bunny, ba, 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 ba. three minutes of Bugs Bunny. What? <laughs> I want to tell you, My Riven say, it killed me. It made a hold in my heart. For days later, in my Shmanesra, all I see is Bugs Bunny. <laughs> it Mamish killed me. It was worth it. It was worth it. Those three minutes to teach me a lesson. Idiot. Idiot. But let's analyze it. What a favor did I do? Did I watch schmutz? Did I see preachers? Three minutes of stupid Bugs Bunny? You know what the answer is? The answer is in the realms of Yerushimayim, maybe it's not so big, but Ava? Who's your friend? Where's your interests? You have to eat, enjoy it. Why? Because you have to eat to be healthy. And you're not such a big tzaddik. But to attach yourself, to avoid the Zara, what does avoid the Zara mean? Listen to the words. Strange Ava, a strange worship, that's all it means to attach yourself. This is love. This is love. I'll bring you a marshal, a Chasn Kala, sitting in a Yichud room. Chasn Kala sitting in a Yichud room. And there's a Goyish janitor walking around, I'm not bothering you people. You're not bothering you people, but there's no privacy. It's a Yichud room. Yichud means Yichud, Kala. If you want to love Hashem, you have to get everything out of your system. So you say, what's wrong with Bugs Bunny? Nothing works about his body. I want to the first page of the New York Times. Nothing with the first page of the New York Times. But it's just, there's no yichud, there's no privacy. The kiss of, apana. This is not, it's, it's not a kiss. Because a kiss is a chasn kala and no one else. You cannot kiss, Hashem won't kiss us in public. Hashem will not kiss us in public. Excuse the expression. If you can dedicate your life to Hashem, and you can get the media out of your life, and you can live with Hashem, eat, sleep, you have family, you have a wife, you have children, you have your business, you want Hashem? But if you, could, if you could start looking over there, looking over there, that's not Ava. But if you can dedicate your life to Hashem, that's Ava. And more I say, believe me, I'll call Pishoyim to chase Ava. Because if we reach Ava, if we can get used to living with Hashem, if we can get all that stuff, again, I don't want to use the word schmutz. Avoid the Zorah. It's just strange. It's not kedusha. It's not kedusha. And if you can get that out of your life, then there's the first step of Ava. And when there's the first step of Ava, Ava burns. We don't burn from Ava. Hashem is burning from Ava. When we dedicate our life to Hashem, Hashem is burning from Ava. As I mentioned the first night, the Shabbos, the two crew, just get the direction. And Hashem will do His. And Hashem will burn from Ava. And will cleanse our Nishomeh. And those cakes, cakes and cakes and cakes and cakes of soot, have some way Hashem burns them out with Avah, And that's one kiss. And the second kiss is, Anoichi Hashem al A relationship to Hashem. And I don't want to be repeating what I mentioned earlier. I feel Anochi Hashem is Talk to Hashem. Talk to Hashem. What does love mean? Talk to your partner. Talk. Talk. That's all. Talk. Don't what kind of what kind of what, kind of, what kind of relationship is that? They give they give you a plate of you call. They say a story, they say a story that there was once, it's a true story, there was once a Bukhari yeshiva that insulted a rabbi. He insulted a rabbi. So the Rosh Shiva said, if you don't ask forgiveness, we'll throw out of the yeshiva. So he walks over, a Rosh Hashiva said, I should ask forgiveness. The Rosh said, that's called asking forgiveness. Walk over to Hashem, I gotta say, I'm going to called. that's called talking to Hashem, that's called benching Hashem, that's called thanking Hashem. That's called thanking Hashem for all the wonders that we have. For the beauties that we have. Baruch Hashem, our eyes. Baruch Hashem, our minds. Baruch Hashem, our children. We have so much from Hashem. I know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I am still i don't know why I'm still emotional. This Shabbos, I was talking with one of the Khaverim here. This Shabbos, when I was benching, this Shabbos when I was benching in this hotel. I, I don't know why, I don't know why I'm saying this. This Shabbos when I was benching in this hotel. And the was benching, and there was a spread on the table. A spread. Do you know how many colds were on the table? So many different kinds of cold cuts. And everything was so abundant, it was left over. Cold cuts and chilling. And there were I don't know what they put, there was oranges and there was grapefruits. And there was all kinds of laxion. And there was kugel. And there was soda. Three different colors. So many colors. So much chayn. And I started saying, Baruch atah Hashem, Alekkenim, Alekh, O'ilam, Hazanah, O'ilam, Kulay, so much chayn. So much chayn. Chesed. So much chesed. Baruch Hashem, we have baruch Hashem refrigerators full, full. So many cheeses. So many different fruits and vegetables. So many different meats. And if you don't have, go out to the store, buy what you want. So many cakes, so many cookies, so many different kinds of coffee. So many different kinds of, so, so much, such abundance. Say thank you to Hashem. Say thank you to Hashem. That is av. Av. And get used to it. Say the words of the David. Say the words of the Brach. You know what kind of miracle is that we're healthy? I don't know. I, I don't, I, again, personal hergation. I came here from South America. Why did I come to South America? Why did I come to South America? I was in South America a month ago. I'm running a curl in South America i running a curl. And there's a Russia curl there. And I, I, I brought him down. I'm not, I'm not the owner of the curl. The owner of the curl is in Toronto. I brought down a Russia curl, a big town with khokham, And he's there for a year and a half. He was there by himself without his family. Commuted back and forth. And in two weeks from now, he had to, he had to leave. And I got a call three, four weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I got a call. Russia curl, he got a stroke. Down in Chile, Nebuchadnezzar. A stroke. You know, a stroke. A second. A blood clot. A second. He got a stroke. A beautiful person. Such a lebond kite, such such beauty, such greatness, such kite, such aid kite, such kirb, such beauty. Shalom Aleichem. got a stroke. Got a stroke. You know how many veins around them in the in the in, the, in the and Hashem made a nest that the stroke didn't didn't didn't, didn't harm his brain. Hashem they say he'll become completely healthy again. Hashem should help. Baruch Hashem, every, every day I, I ran down. And first of all, I gave a ticket to his wife. She ran down with the daughter. And Baruch Hashem, he's healthy. Be'ezha, Hashem, the Monday, he's going back to Israel with a doctor, with a stretch and everything. And I said to myself, oh, Jesus, say, me me him. One, one little blood clot. One little blood clot. <laughs> paralyzed. No right hand, no left hand. No talking, no dust. You have to open up a pipe here and breathe. And Hashem gives us breath. And Hashem gives us hands. And Hashem gives us children. And we come home. And He jumps on us. Thank Hashem, love Hashem, kiss Hashem, yibarni shalom, baruch ato Hashem. You know what matir asurim is? The first time you know what matir is. The first time you matir asurim, you can move your hands. This is av. To communi- have relationship to Hashem. But again, this is not enough. First of all, let us dedicate our lives to Hashem. Everything which is not Kedusha, it doesn't come into my life. Why? It's not an It doesn't have to be an avera It could be, you know, the news. I always say in these seminars, let me repeat it for, 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 the, for, for the benefit of those who don't hear it. You know what it means to read the news? To read the news on Shabbos. Let's talk about Shabbos for a moment. And the truth is not Tafkish Shabbos. I saw it with my eyes. I always say this story. I saw it with my own eyes. It's not a story, you know. The usually try to test these stories; that they fix them up. This is this is a true one. I saw it with my own eyes. On Yom Kippur, the most precious moment. By every, every person has his weakness. By me, the most precious moment on Yom Kippur is the Avoda, when the when, when the Chazan falls on his knees, and everyone sings. Ay, 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 ay. And lately, these for years, I'm, I myself am a Chazan. And this is the most precious moment. And you all know that you're not allowed to fall the stone. That's Israel. It's a big problem because everything is stone. It's a lattice. In America, it's less because it's you, you wood or, or PVC. So they give out papers. I was once in a show. They gave out newspapers. There was no brown, brown paper. They gave out newspapers, New York Times. And I see a Jew, false covering. And it's reading really the news. <laughs> if you were ask him, what are you doing? He'd say, it's all the New York Times. It's not the Post. I wouldn't read the Post for the life of me. The New York Times, but when? Now? Now? Before That's the question. It's not to William Kipper. The question is, are we... Is our connection with Hashem ba'ava? If it's ava, then this is that's what we're doing in our lives. We read the news. What are you reading the news? You 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 are married to Hashem. It's, you're in a yichud. This is yichud. The 24 hours, 365 day yichud. That's what yichud is. That's what yichud is. Then there's intimacy in ava. That's limud ha'torah. Ooh, that's limud ha'torah. There are Jews that learn torah day and night. That's greatness. But the first fundamental of Av, and I'll finish my drush. I think, everything I discussed before, in our generation we have no bravery, Because our Nishamis are going to be caked with a hundred thousand million cakes of soot, without, without ever doing an aver in our life. Today Yitzhah doesn't tell us to have a he doesn't have to do a Just walk through the streets and just live a normal life and your eyes and you see and you hear and everything makes a ration everything makes a ration just like every mitzvah makes a ration every mitzvah makes an impression why eating matzah you think it will make you a big tzaddik well make me a big tzaddik but it will bring a piece of condition to my neshama and if you eat the matzah and hear sukkah and hear lulav and hear this and hear that I become Jewish and I become a tzaddik and I become an al and the same is true you walk by a newsstand you think it makes you a goy doesn't make you a guy. It gives a little black spot on your neshama, a little black spot on your neshama. Once and twice and three times and a hundred and a thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand. What do we do? I think this is the etzah, at least for us. I'll call peshoyim techasse We are not able to burn with Ava, We'll get there, but at least let's start off. The Brazil suggested forty days. Excuse the expression, Hashem should forgive me. What is this 40 days? What is this 40 days? 40 days is a honeymoon. We have now, we, we, have, we found ourselves, this is, we had three wonderful days. It's not because of the drushes you heard. Just the dedication, just the sitting here, David tyrant. We found Hashem is baruch. We found a new Hashem is barach. Boi v'nechala shes Now I need a honeymoon. Excuse the expression, Hashem is baruch. Please, I don't mean it. But let us 40 days live... Just us in Hashem is baruch. Let's keep all those gaim that all out of our life. Not tafke shmutz, but not tafke shmutz. But to really understand a hakter gragit, it's not it's not Ketusha. And hear the news, and hear this, and hear this. And this. Let's live forty days without kolis brachu. All of a sudden, we see how beautiful Hashem is is. Time to Hashem. And let's talk to Hashem is baruch. Let's talk to Hashem is baruch. Let's talk to Hashem, make a brach, say every word. Talk to Hashem, Yisbaruch. get a relationship, get a connection. And then Hashem is baruch from His side. We don't have to do it all. Hashem is baruch will bring into our lives so much kedusha, so much tyrant. We'll see how beautiful life can be. We'll see how beautiful the Torah can be. And we'll be there, HaKadush Baruch will help us all of us too much. Nachas and simcha for always.